This portion of TV Confidential is sponsored by Uber. Enter the promo code TV Confidential, all one word, when you download the app at get.uber.com slash go slash TV Confidential, and you'll receive a free first ride up to $20. Hi, this is John Biden. You're listening to TV Confidential. Well, let's hear it for him. Come on, come on out here. Ed Robertson with a reminder that Amy Stock of the Bill and Ted movies will join us at the top of the hour. We hope you'll stay tuned for that. In the meantime, Greg Airbar is with us via Zoom for another look at recently released DVD and streaming titles that we think you'll find of interest. Greg, of course, is a two-time Grammy-nominated and multiple Addy Award-winning writer for television, animation, advertising, and publishing for Disney, Warner Brothers, and Universal. He is also co-author, along with Tim Hollis of Mouse Tracks, the story of Walt Disney Records. You can read Greg's column, Animation Spin, twice a month at cartoonresearch.com. Greg today is going to talk about the practice, but not the one that you probably think of. No, this is not the practice with the hunky lawyer. This is the practice with the crusty but benign doctor played by Danny Thomas in the 70s. Yeah, it was a short-lived show. As I recall, NBC hammocked it. Friday nights between Sanford and Rockford files for a while, at least for the first year at a nice decent time slot. I would call it a good little show. It was a very good show. Uh, it wasn't a headline-making breakthrough show, but it was a good show and largely a forgotten show. Not only because people don't think of the practice as being this show, but also because it wasn't enough. Uh, a standout among all the others that made it as memorable. Also because my theory is it came a little too late. It belonged more, I would say, three or four years earlier in the Bob Newhart uh, era, in more of the Norman Lear MTM uh, golden days. But it was a little bit later in the 70s when people were sort of drifting more away from that. There were the serious mixed with the comic, the the long, serious moments, as well as the very funny moments. And Danny Thomas was a master comedian and a, a, uh, a person who knew the best in the business. And so it had a stellar cast and some of the best writers. So it is definitely an outstanding show, especially now in retrospect. I would call it a gentle comedy. It's gentle compared to the more topical shows and the more broad. I mean, compared to most of the other uh, sitcoms that were coming of age in the mid to late 1970s, they were either topical because people wanted to emulate Norman Lear, or they were all filmed in front of a live audience, and therefore you're playing to the audience versus as you would in a traditional single-camera sitcom. I don't remember whether the practice was single-camera or filmed before a live audience, but as I recall, it was a gentle, comparatively gentle character-based show. It was three-camera, and it was a traditional sitcom in that sense. It was not unlike the other sitcom that is relatively uh, forgotten doc. Yeah, I was was going to say that. I was going to say that. Also, a, a low-key comedy with a fantastic supporting cast mm-hmm. that there was nothing really wrong with the show. It just wasn't uh, cutting edge. It wasn't flashy. 
Um, and for a show with Danny Thomas, even he was subdued. He wasn't the bombastic Danny Williams, the uh, very, very broadly played. His character was, was gruff and was the most colorful of the people, but actually his character wasn't as broadly played as his son's character, uh, played by the very good uh, actor, David Spielberg. But his son tended to be defoiled because he would be constantly frustrated by what his dad was doing. And he was constantly trying to prove himself to his dad who he could never get his approval from. It was a different kind of a role for Danny Thomas. It, it surprised a lot of people at the time. And he promoted it very vigorously. I remember the entire cast was on the Dinah Shore show. And it was, a, it was kind of a dream cast for those who love television because you had uh, Shelley Fabre was his uh, daughter-in-law and the wonderful Dina Dietrich, who we knew from It's Not Nice to Fool Mother, Mother Nature, Nature, who, while we saw her for years in commercials, never really got a steady sitcom role. She mm -hmm. was usually in guest roles and probably did many, many pilots, but this was one of her most sustained sitcom roles. And then we had guest roles. Lucille Ball was on it. His, his daughter, Marlo, of course, you know, I'm not surprised because they tended to have each other in their shows. But um, there was a wonderful episode with Marge Redmond, who we lost earlier this year. And we did uh, Marge Redmond. Yes, I missed that. In, yes. And I was a huge fan of Marge Redmond. And I almost got to work with her. We did a film that was shown for the 25th anniversary of Walt Disney World on Main Street uh, in the Walt Disney Theater. And it was about Mickey Mouse and this crystal ball who helped him preview all of the wonderful new attractions coming to the parks. Uh, Disney Cruise Line, the new uh, Animal Kingdom, the Disney Institute, things like that. And, and the, the lady in the crystal ball had to have this comic sense, but also this sort of comforting uh, lady in next door kind of sense. So we, we, we reviewed an awful lot of different people. Uh, Sheila McRae was considered, uh, Kay Ballard, um, uh, a lot of terrific character actresses. And Marge Redmond was in the running, and I was really hoping she'd get it because I was a big fan of The Flying Nun, for which she was nominated for an Emmy, thank you very much. But uh, the role went to another fantastic actress named Cynthia Darlow, who uh, is, is a, actually a, a highly uh, uh, praised actress on Broadway. So she came in from New York, and she did a lovely job. But anyway, Marge Redmond, uh, who was a veteran of... Um, Twilight Zone and all kinds of different shows. She played a role that got a lot of attention at the time because she was a terminal patient who was falling in love with him. And that that show at the time, got, I believe, got a close-up in TV Guide. And so that was sort of a standout one. So there were a lot of episodes that had this serial comic kind of uh, attitude towards them. You know, he'd meet an old friend and there'd be a serious moment at the end. Uh, there was also an ongoing... Uh, relationship between him and Dina Dietrich, who was a who was a nurse, and he would never confront it, but they were getting closer and closer to that. And you could see where the show was going, and it was kind of too bad. They canceled the show, and here's a reason to buy the DVD if you enjoyed the show, or even if you've never seen it. They canceled the show before they sh they finished running all of the episodes. So there's a handful of episodes that never aired, and they're on the DVD, which is a coup. Uh, so it's it's quite a, a an interesting and wonderful uh, thing, and it's loaded with the kind of actors that if you know '60s and '70s television, you just love to see. 
perhaps in a show you may have never seen at all and said, gee, how did I miss this one? The practice is available on DVD in its entirety through our friends at Warner Archives. The practice, the short-lived series starring Danny Thomas and Dina Dietrich that originally aired on NBC. I don't remember whether he was a guest star or a recurring character. The impression I got was he he recurred on the practice. John Biner, who visited our program a couple of weeks ago, he shares a couple of memories of working with Danny Thomas on the practice in his book, uh, and he found him to be a very amiable actor to work with, and there are a lot of stories about how bombastic Thomas was in his prime, but the impression I got from reading John Biner's book was by the time he did the practice, he had mellowed considerably. Well, John Biner was a recurring character, and he was terrific on the show. Uh, There were several recurring characters. Mike Evans came onto the show later in its run, and it was always great to see him. Uh, on the show. And uh, it's it's kind of funny. Danny Thomas was one of those personalities that kind of gets lumped in perhaps with the Danny Kays and the Jerry Lewis's and that there are people who will say they were horrible, people that they were, will say he, they were wonderful. But I think unlike Jerry Lewis and Danny Kay, uh, there's no denying that uh, what Danny Thomas did was build the foundation of comedy that we still benefit from today. Um, and we can talk about Make Room for Daddy and how that really that really made television history and launched that, uh, in an infinite number of careers. Uh, it, and, and really, today, it still benefits from. And also, Danny Thomas, for whatever faults he had or whatever things you hear, uh, started the St. Jude Hospital. And which Marlo, which Marlo still runs today. She's uh, she's and, the executive board. Yes, and when I produced a Golden Girls panel for D twenty three, I worked with uh, Tony Thomas and Paul Younger Witt on a an interview, and uh, I, I remember Tony getting into an elevator with me and talking about how later that day he had to fly out for um, a meeting about St Jude. So. If his family was estranged, uh, they wouldn't be doing all this. They, yeah. they continue working on this. And St. Jude is responsible for Nobel Prize winning research. So uh, it, it may be a tones for something. I think he did it uh, as a promise to St. Jude because the idea is you. you that that, that is Jude. that is the story. That is the story. He was down on his luck and he, he offered an intention to St. Jude and his luck changed and he kept his word. The practice yeah. is available on DVD in its entirety through our friends at Warner Archives. We'll talk about the various incarnations of Make Room for Daddy that are available on home entertainment at the end of our second hour. We hope to stay tuned for that. In the meantime, we'll take a quick time out, then we'll say hello to actress Amy Stock of the Bill and Ted movies when we come back for hour number two of TV Confidential. Stay with us. If you haven't been listening to TV Confidential, this is who you're missing. Linda Day George. Diane Cannon. Donna Mills. Richard Benjamin. Michael Bell. Joan Van Ark. Thank you so much, Joan. I, I really appreciate this. I hope we'll have a chance to chat again. Well, I hope so, too. And let me tell you, bravo to you. Kudos for doing your homework. That's all I got to say. Thank you. Hugs. That's TV Confidential. Every week on this station and every day online at televisionconfidential.com. You can listen to this show all over again as a podcast on iTunes, Spreaker, TuneIn, 
Apple Podcast, and wherever podcasts are found. Best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the TV Confidential podcast, go to the homepage at televisionconfidential.com and click subscribe now. Become a TV Confidential confidant and receive unlimited access to the last five years of TV Confidential, plus other members-only content. To find out more, go to televisionconfidential.com and click become a confidant. Enter the coupon code confidential when you sign up and you'll receive $5 off your first month's membership. For more information, go to televisionconfidential.com and click Become a Confidant. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash TV Confidential or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415 415- 886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.